Yo, yo, another week, another fight podcast. As always, it's your boy Mayron here with Durag Dave. We are record- recording during the uh, Knicks Hawks game, so we'll see who wins that. Just to timestamp things. How you feeling, man? Good, man. I don't watch much basketball. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> The, 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 the boss doesn't allow it on the TV too often. <laughs> is there is it because there's a certain team in the southeast of the United States that doesn't have to be doing it very well this this playoffs? No, you know. In a tropical uh, location. The, <laughs> is, in, is, the, in the words of my guy D Wade, the, the leader of the household does not like sports. Ah, ah, I see, so. I see. <laughs> you do not lead the household. And it takes more than hard work and two good white guys to win a playoff series this year. So, <laughs> um, uh, to the Mavericks. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, there's been an interesting kind of lull in the the fight game. We had some pretty major events in boxing side this week. In the MMA, not as much. Uh, why don't we start at probably one of the most consequential fights of the year, right? Anytime you unify uh, a, a weight class in boxing, it's a huge deal. So I would say it's one of the most consequential fights of the year, right? If not, like, it might not be. And it was fun, too. Like, it was it was a fun fight to watch. What did you think of it? I didn't even produce it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so the fight we're referring to is the, unif- the complete unification of 140 pounds between Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez. And, you know, it kind of played out how I thought it was going to play out. Really? Josh Taylor was just better. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I said I was like, Robert Garcia would give Jose Ramirez a great game plan, which he did. But I felt like Josh Taylor was just all just around the better fighter. And him just being the better fighter would lead him to victory. And it did. Um, it was a weird fight, though. What was weird Bottom. about it, in your opinion? Kenny Bayless was the ref, and he was just doing too much. Um, Josh Taylor likes to work in, like, the legal clinch, I would say. Right, yeah. Um, he As wasn't allowing any of that to happen. Mm-hmm. And because of that's how Josh Taylor kind of fights, there was a lot of, like, breakups. It wasn't, like, any, it wasn't like dirty clinches or anything like that. But, you know, he likes to get some work off in the clinch. And it was like every time they would clinch, they broke him up. And... While that did benefit Jose Ramirez, it actually worked against him in one instance. The second knockdown, there was a knockdown earlier, mm-hmm. but the second knockdown, you can actually see Kenny Bayless, they're in the clinch. Kenny Bayless goes to break the clinch. He actually touches Jose Ramirez on arm. So Jose Ramirez sort of like, backs, like is about to like back off because he's like, oh, he's about to separate me. But then uh, Kenny Bayless like puts his hands up and backs up. And literally, oh. Josh Taylor lands a perfect uppercut, and it, yeah. it, it should have ended the fight. Yeah. But then, even after that, he was giving Jose Ramirez like twenty seconds to recover. And you know, like the the boxing time doesn't stop. Right. No, it keeps going. So yeah, it, it, so, the clock you know, keeps going. By the time everything started, it was like four seconds left around. It was just a weird. It was weird. So you thought the refing was 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 subpar, pretty much. Yeah, they should, and especially in such an important it's like, fight. You know how, like they'll talk about playoff basketball. Yeah. Like oh, you know, playoff basketball, they let a little bit more stuff go. Yes, yes, yes. For the sake of like competitiveness. 
I think in that situation, especially since the clinches weren't necessarily dirty, he should have let them fight their way out of the clinch more. Can you talk about, just to clarify for some of our listeners who are not as familiar with boxing, what do you mean by a dirty clinch and a clean clinch, right? Because I know there's a lot of people, not a lot of people, at least three or four people who have no idea what that means who are listening right now. So, especially in this situation, um, Josh Taylor fights Southpaw. He switches, but he primarily fights Southpaw. Jose Ramirez fights Orthodox. So, oftentimes they'll get in like awkward situations where they kind of get tangled up and it's called a clinch. Um, if you have a hand free, if both fighters have a hand free, the ref typically will allow them to fight out of the clinch. It's kind of like one person has an overhook, but the other two hands are free, or one person has an under and the other two are free. Yeah. Or like, a, like not like a collar tie, but kind of like a collar tie, like yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. So like dirty clinches would be like, and this happened a few times, but it was more so because it was like awkward foot placements. And sure. Necessarily because someone was holding him down, but like there were situations where Jose Ramirez would get his head caught underneath Josh Taylor's arm. And that's arm, when yeah. usually the ref will break it up immediately. And that'll happen in boxing a lot because they have big head movement and because because one guy's southpaw, one guy's orthodox, you're kind of stepping in into each other's feet a lot. And there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons. But I, I'm just I just wanted to clarify that. So as to the fight itself, you know, refing aside, the fight itself, you said pretty much ex- went the way that you expected it to. Where does that leave things, right? Because I think that's this is great for boxing. Anytime you have a unified champ in any division it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a big deal right so where does that leave the division where does that leave josh taylor what does that mean for the sport kind of going forward here yeah i believe there's only been 15 or so undisputed champions ever which is a big deal because boxing's been around a long time yeah and i think there's only been six in the four belt era mm-hmm. which also makes it crazy because there's been two in the last five years in the same division with Terrence Crawford being the yeah, last I would say Bud, right? uh, undisputed yeah. champion yeah yes. um I don't know it's interesting so Josh Taylor oh before I get into that the scorecards are kind of weird too um I think all three judges had it basically if there wasn't a two dot count it would have been a complete draw yeah, I didn't agree with that, but I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because the right person won, but it is a little weird. Yeah, and also, Mark Kriegel said the, the the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. He said, Josh Taylor should be thankful for those two knockdowns. He's the one who and knocked I'm like, him down. <laughs> like, I'm what? like, what are you talking about? He knocked him down. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad my punch landed correctly. Like, <laughs> did what, damage. What <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um. So I don't know if they might call that grounds for immediate rematch. I doubt it. Um. But it sounds like Taylor does want Crawford at some point. That would be up away class. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's immediate. I think. He has a WBO mandatory that they had to like negotiate for him to step aside so that they could unify. So I think he is going to take his WBO mandatory, who is Jack Catterall. Not a bad fighter, but Josh Taylor should beat him. And then I think he's going to, it sounds like he wants to stick around at the weight a little bit. 
So you have like a lot of people called him out. Uh, Mikey Garcia called him out, which is smoking mirrors to me because it's top rank. He's not gonna fight nobody. He's not gonna fight him. Yeah. Um, Robert Easter Jr. called him out, which is interesting. Um, Do you think that'll happen either? I doubt it because that's a PBC thing, but yeah, he's not like the biggest name in the world over there, so they might let him go. Um, who else? Regis Progress is already always on the cusp of the top of that division, and they already fought one to a, a pretty close fight, so you know he might be angry for that rematch too, which would be really good, I think. Who do so, you want to see him fight? I'm biased, so I would okay. probably say I want to see him fight Regis. Do you think Regis beats him? I think he can. I think there was an argument to be made in their first fight that he won, but not I'm not I'm not in like a controversial way. Wait, but, but like, just it like was yeah. a close fight, it was, it was a majority fight, yeah. decision. Yeah, 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 right, right. Anytime you have a majority decision, you can not anytime, but you can argue. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. So you you out of all those people, you would take Regis first. Yeah. I think the most competitive and fun fight would definitely be the Mikey Garcia fight. But like you said, it's not possible, um, right? Like it's just- Yeah, I doubt it. It could be, I don't know. But my thing with that one is from Josh Taylor's perspective, I don't know if he would want to take that fight because it's hard, like, hard enough fighting a Robert Garcia fighter in general. But the fight Mikey Garcia, <laughs> who's not only a Robert Garcia fighter, that's also his brother, brother who's yeah. also, I would say, a better version of what the package that Jose Ramirez brings to the table. Sure. So it could be a more- And that's the fight. right weight class from Mikey, right? Like we've seen Mikey fight up a weight class and get dominated because he's too small. Like 140 is the right place for him to be. Yeah, 140 is definitely his weight. Yeah. I don't know. That's be cool. Do you think that D actually gets the Bud fight? I think oh, Bud yeah, wins. Easy. Oh, Bud, Bud smokes him. Yeah, I think Bud wins because he's just too big, I too saw, strong. I saw yeah. enough of. Yeah. I mean, I like Josh Taylor a lot. I do. I, I like Josh. He's, Taylor he's just a not lot. big enough to hang in, hang with Bud at all, right? Like that's the thing. Bud's too big and then can switch. What are you gonna do? They both. Uh, they actually have pretty similar styles. I think Bud is better. Obviously, but also I think even if Josh Taylor has success towards the end of that fight, he kind of coasted a little bit. And if there's one fighter in the sport that you could never ever coast against, it's Terrence Crawford. I just think Bud's too big and strong for him. Yeah. That's that's my main thing. Like, I agree with you. Like, yes, Bud is better technically and you can't coast against Bud ever. But I also think going up to 147 against Bud is a, is a losing proposition for him. He's neither big nor strong enough to fight up there against the best. You know? Yeah. But it's a big fight. It's a marketable fight. I don't know if it's pay-per-view per se, but you know. And that's a fight that can happen politically. Yeah. So Easy. I would yeah. I, I would like to see that, at least for Bud's sake, right? Give him, give him something to do um, in terms of like, not like he's not active or something, more so just give him something, you know, more marquee-like. I wouldn't mind it if, because he could move up and then use his WBO status to automatically be the mandatory for Bud. 
but I think to do that you have to drop the WBO at 140 and I don't know if he would want to do that do that yeah so okay um before we move on to MMA I want to shout out um Kenny Sims Jr he's another one of those guys where it's like a prime example of people throwing away fighters because they lose so he's a, a K Karoma fighter he trains with Shakur Stevenson and stuff like that and he had two he has two losses in the draw on his record and all three of those fights were very controversial in my opinion he could easily be undefeated right now um but you know he was talking about how he wanted to change his gym up so that he could get better sparring because he was like i wasn't getting better being the best person in my gym so he actually did this whole camp in omaha with terence crawford and shakur stevenson flew in to help him out too to fight Elvis Rodriguez, who we've talked about on here before. Yes. Um, highly touted prospect on top rank stable. And he beat him. I thought he beat him handedly. Uh, they gave him a majority draw. A majority, majority decision, decision sorry, right? Yeah. Which is what happens when that happens. But, you know, he really put on a boxing clinic and Elvis Rodriguez didn't know what to do once he fought a guy that didn't fold after getting hit with his best punch. So shout out to him. You know, I'm always happy for guys who, you know, are able to circumvent that, like, I got a loss or two on my record, so I'm not a prospect anymore or whatever. So right. shout out to him. Um, before we move on to MMA, I was going to say we should, we should talk about some of the upcoming boxing events that I think are interesting, which is, you know, obviously we have the biggest news in the world, not the biggest news in the world, but pretty big news in Spence Pacquiao, um, which I think is pretty cool, right? Like, I'm glad one of them is getting the legend fight, you know? Yeah, me too. I, like I said, people know I'm a Bud Crawford fan, but I was thinking that fight, even though I said from the jump that that fight was never gonna happen. Sure, yeah, how would, how would it politically happen anyways? I mean, it could have, but my my perspective on it was if it couldn't be made when they're on the same. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what that's what I was getting at. Like at yeah. at the like it didn't if it didn't happen earlier, it wasn't gonna happen now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm happy for Spence a lot. I think you know. I'm it's a trying big to deal. give Manny Pacquiao his credit for being a legend. I mean, we, it's pretty easy. He just beat Keith Thurman like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, but I think Earl smokes him. Like, well, duh. Errol Spence eight, is in or, the, like eight or less. Errol Spence is in the prime of his career, and Manny Pacquiao is almost is above forty. <laughs> of course, right, Errol smokes him. You know, he, he doesn't age. You know, there might be some vitamins involved. With, with there, listen, man. They're all vitamins. That's not the point. Like, sure, whatever. But, take know. whatever steroids you want to take. Is not gonna stop if the other dude's also in his prime, and you know what I'm saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this, and, and I'm gonna, I, like okay. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that it's gonna be competitive, but I just can't. I can't see any way that this is gonna be competitive. At I all. think I think Manny Pacquiao will fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's who Manny oh, yeah. Pacquiao is. It's not gonna be like he gonna he gonna beat him like for sure, but it's not gonna be necessarily a beat down if that makes sense. Like, it's gonna be like okay, Spence is gonna win this fight. Spence is going to win this fight handily. It's going to be no... Manny's not going to win rounds. But it's not going to be like, damn, Manny shouldn't be in there with him. You know what I'm saying? 
I, at least I don't think. I, dis- I disagree. You think you think you think you think it's gonna be You think it's gonna be like Tony Ferguson, like you know, yeah, like, the, uh, like the way Justin Gaethje's beating him up, like that kind of shit. Is that what you're saying? That's great. I mean, listen. I don't think it's gonna be that bad, <laughs> but I'm expecting a knockout. Okay. Relatively early. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just don't think. I just think the. You can't stand with him. No the more. specs of yeah. it just don't add up to me. The Keith Thurman thing. I also picked Keith Thurman to win that fight, but at least they're almost close in size in terms of like their like you know reach and stuff like that. Their height. frames are similar too. Yeah. So you know it kind of made more sense that that fight could be more competitive, but like Spence is huge. Yeah, and yeah. Manny's beat huge guys before. But it's not at 40, okay. he has it. Yeah, not at 42. <laughs> yeah, like. And Spence is big. He's a southpaw. He's disciplined. He's a ruthless. It's just, it's just ruthless we, body punching. We, we know what's about to happen in this fight. Spence is going to win. Like, we know that. But this is just a good fight in terms of having that on your resume for the legacy, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's a good. It's on. Because Manny's healthy and Manny can still fight and he's clearly still fighting. It's good to see him still fighting at the top of the sport, and he's gonna get beat, but that's good for Spence, you know. Yeah, and I think I think I do think Manny looked good for the first two rounds. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah so, shout out to Spence, man. So, sorry player. to our Filipino listeners. I'm, I'm, you know, we don't, we don't hate y'all or nothing, but it is what it is. Yeah. Tito what Manny else? is quite old. Um, what else was announced? Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul. Next. Logan Paul? Other one Paul? Jake yes, Paul? Logan Paul. Okay, okay, whatever. Uh, shout out to the real boxing on that card, though. Uh, Jared Hurst returning at 160 to fight Luis Arias. Um, and then the rematch of the highly controversial Jean Pascal and Badu Jack fight from like two years ago. Uh, that should be a fun one. Badu Jack's finding a place on all these weird cards. Wasn't he on the Dang first man. weird card, too? He, he was, was on, the, on the Tyson card. He was yes. on the Tyson card. Why does he? I guess that's where he's giving him the biggest check, so that's where he's going. Hey, man. I, I ain't got no he, problem. One thing Body Jack knows how to do besides fight his ass off is get a bag. That's true. He's always on. He's on all of them. He was on Mayweather Pacquiao. He was on some of those other. He was on. I think he's been on most Mayweather undercards in the past, like. Do him and Mayweather have? Is he? A, he's not a Mayweather fighter, is he? He's a Mayweather fighter. Oh, he is. He is. I'm sorry. Who was I thinking of that? Song? Never mind. Doesn't matter. But you know, shout out to that. I think, I think that's about it for the boxing. Did you want to? There was one fight coming up this weekend that you wanted to talk about. Uh, Nordin Abuali versus Nonito Donaire. Yeah. Uh, that's a or cool just, fight. Just I don't really know how to call it. Um. Nonito Donaire is old, but he also gave Naoya in a way his hardest fight of his career by far. Um, Abu Ali is good, but not as good as Inouye. And Very few are. Maybe not as good as Donaire. I don't know. I've only seen him fight twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nonaire is going to. Uh, Nonito Donaire is going to be the far bigger guy. You know he's. He's fought as high as like featherweight, I think. So, you know, he's big guy. So it could, it should be a competitive fun fight. It's free. It's on Showtime. Um, yeah, well, why not have it on in the background? 
They finally freed my guy Gary Antoine Russell. <laughs> he's in. The, he's on that card opening it too. So shout out to him. That'll be fun. But yeah, I think that's it for the boxing. Um, uh, one one little quick funny thing. Um, you know, Triller got the Teofimo Lopez fight. Right. Are they doing anything uh, with that? <laughs> they are. But the funny thing is. Teofimo Lopez, who is signed to top rank, is competing with another top rank. He's Naoya anyway is fighting on the same day. So it's, it's, it's oh, a, I hope I hope he gets out of that situation because it's just a lot of petty bullshit. What a mess. What a mess. Shout out to Monster. Glad he's coming back soon. Um So the MMA. So this past week we had Cody Garbrandt losing to Rob Font in really interesting fashion. Like, I thought that was a fascinating fight. I think Rob Font did a great job. And I, I watched it, like, the next day or something because I was out the, the, the night of. Uh, what did you think of that fight? Because you're a pretty big Rob Font fan. Yeah, I heard a lot of that. Um, you know, you got a 71-inch reach. <laughs> probably should jab him up <laughs> that's what he did uh second best jab in mma behind kamar usman uh, or or tied probably, probably max is up there too i think max is up there too um Even, yeah you know, it was not for nothing connor's there too i think connor got a good jab connor has a great and striking when, when he decides to you know, focus. You know, but focus, McGregor is someone we're never getting in our lives again. Um, what else did you have to say about this card? Shabazian lost, which sucks, but like it happened when you're fighting Jack Hermanson. He's a killer. Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of, I guess, Kevin Holland's last two fights. Where it's just like you're fighting killers. It was like, yo, do? when it's on the feet, it's scary hours for his opponent. <laughs> like, you get him on the ground, and you basically can win the fight. Yeah. Because Jack Hermanson was on some shaky legs or some <laughs> shots. Yeah. Sebastian was landing on him. But that last round was all Hermanson. Yeah. And then. He gotta, um, he gotta get away from that dude, man. That dude sucks. Head movement, head movement. <laughs> yeah, I forgot his name. Tavares? Not Tavares. Uh, I almost called him Targaryen. It's a T, it's though. Like, it's, it's, it's close to that. <laughs> yeah, it's a T, Tavares, Targaryen, something like that. You know, head movement, head movement. I think, yeah, I think I think I would like to see him at a different camp. Just because, like, you know, just for the sake of getting in the room with Greg Grapplers, one of the cool things was to see Kevin Holland go out to you know dc's like his uh his high school program with the gilroy kids and he's been doing that for a couple weeks and you know helping out like being at aka as well obviously with jaron win and uh, uh rock hold and whatnot and so i think i think it would do shabazian some good to if he's not gonna separate maybe to like you know spend some time somewhere else just to see what it's like because he's got all the tools man you know what i'm saying like he's got all like the the base tools like you said it's scary hours on the feet for anybody yeah and i even think i think the biggest thing actually might be his stamina you think his the gas first tank round, he was actually stuffing a lot of takedowns yeah he said that though about his last fight right he said he didn't have the gas tank to win and i guess he just didn't rectify it yeah and i think he said something 
They said, or they said something that also said something about him having COVID. Oh, really? I thought that was Cody. Cody no, Cody had, definitely had COVID. Yeah. Okay. I thought. I they think they said something about Edmund having COVID, COVID as well. Too. We don't really know how that affects fighters in the long term, right? Like, especially, man, COVID could really like if it's a respiratory disease that has long term effects, like it could really mess up your gas tank for a long while. Which like. Or permanently. Or permanently, which like to, to go back to the Cody fight, like I'm not sure how much of an effect that had on Cody and his performance as well, right? Like, because he went through a pretty serious bout with COVID in between this fight and the last. Yeah, it was really bad for him. Pandemic's gonna yeah. pandemic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what be what happens with Cody because it's it's like he had momentum after the Asuncio fight. He did. And then he lost to Rob Font, and then you look at. He's like one in four in his last five. And he wants to go down to 125 or something? Which I think, I think pre-COVID, I'm not mad at it. But like, I, again, we don't know what we that looks like for him. Don't know. We really don't know. I think he would be better at bantamweight, uh, not at flyweight. I think. Because I think the guys are more his size. And he, he is a small bantamweight. That's what I was gonna say. I think you're right that he's more be more appropriate sized. I think they're all killers down there too, though. You know. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see if he can make the weight first. I'd like to see him make the weight and see how he looks, and then go from there. But you know, he don't get a he doesn't get a title shot. Doesn't need one. He needs to beat somebody first. Yeah, but you know, before when he beat Asuncio, they were about to have him directly go into a title fight at 125. Yeah, I heard about that. I didn't know how they could justify that when they have Moreno versus Fiki 2. No, also, this is before that. Yeah, before that. Oh, yeah, I, I remember what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got he got COVID. Saying. He was training for that fight. Right. He and, got COVID. Yeah, and then Moreno stepped in. Yeah, so because now they have to have Fiki versus Moreno 2 before anything yeah. else, in my opinion. Um, on the slate, I saw one of the pay-per-views in the summer. Yes, yes, it is. So speaking of stuff that's coming up, uh, this coming week is Rosenstrike versus Sakai, so that'll be you know somewhat interesting. Um, and you know, it's actually a pretty heavy card, like in terms of weight, because the co-main event is like Walt Harris versus Marcin Tybura. But right after that, we have the return of our middleweight champion, Israel Adesanya. He is fighting Vittori, so that's going to be really cool. And that's where actually Figgy is fighting Moreno on that card and that is on june 12th so i'm pretty excited for that pay-per-view because that's going to be two really exciting fights in my opinion like vittori is going to try to take it easy like he's going to try and take him down i understand that but i don't think he's going to have like anywhere near the success that jan had and izzy's already beat him before so i'm curious i'm i'm, I'm curious to see what izzy has learned and what he brings to the table because he's always growing as a fighter and then obviously we need to see Moreno versus Figgy 2, one of the best fights of last year. Um, in other MMA news, Chris Cyborg, you know, beat up a girl again, because that's what she does. I don't think there was anything crazy about it. I just think she beat up another girl that they put in front of her. And until we get her that's fight- another girl again, that was a rematch. Oh my God. Do you think, like, I understand the UFC will never do cross promotional events, you think the PFL would do a cross promotional event with her? And Caleb? Yeah, why not? That'd be a good fight. One, yeah. I think 
Cyborg still be killing herself to make 145, so. Have it at 155. Kayla likes to fight at 155. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it, I think it would be yeah, really good. I don't good. think Cyborg would complain too much about it either. Exactly. So. I I think that's a more like I the UFC never cross pollinate this product because Dana is Dana and whatever and brand equity and but I think for the PFL and Bellator that would be a win win situation you know because Bellator has no one left to fight her and Kayla Harrison has recently been talking all this shit. So let's see you back it up against one of the legends of the sport. Yeah, to be fair, Bellator barely had anyone to fight her in the first place. That is true. That is true. Um, so that's kind of interesting. One has another event coming up, uh, which has some Muay Thai on it that I'm excited about. But other than that, not much really to report. We're kind of in a lull, which is kind of nice, to be honest. Yeah, um, I know we're not the biggest fans of him, but you know, I think it's really, I think it is sad what's going on with Gordon Ryan. Yeah, it sucks, right? Like, I, my personal feelings aside, I really hope he does get better. Like, I don't wish sickness upon anyone, especially not chronic sickness. Um, and you know, for what it's worth, he's the greatest no gi grappler of all time. You can't really argue that point. Like there, I guess some people can say others otherwise, but like, it's really hard for me to argue the point, even my personal feelings aside. So I really hope he does like, you know, feel better because I don't want chronic sickness on anyone. And there's not much else to say. He leaves a legacy, I think, where on the mat, it's impeccable. He fought everyone that wanted, you know, that you could ask him to. He offered to fight pretty much anyone, anywhere. And one thing I will give him credit for, he was very, very business oriented when it came to getting paid for grappling, which I think helped grappling in the in the long run, right? I, I think him being a stickler about money and, and talking about money so openly helped progress the sport in terms of like, okay, people have to get paid, the stars have to get paid. Because unless you're, unless you're, you know, main guys are demanding about that, you might you might end up in a situation like the UFC where people aren't getting paid until they're way too old to enjoy it. I agree with all of those statements. And you know, the, the, the crazy thing about it is he's mad young. Yeah, he's not that old. He's not that yeah. old. I think he's younger he's than younger me. He's younger than me, for sure, I think. Yeah, I, 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 he's, he's like 25. Yeah, he's he's pretty young. So I, I, I you know, it sucks that he's going out like this. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. It kind of sounds. Sorry, I know we're talking about him too much, but it kind of sounded like part of it was because he had to maintain his weight in order to fight at the weight he wanted to fight at. I don't know, right? Because the thing is, like, he fights now at like heavyweight, super heavy. Like, he got too big. I I think it was a lot on the system to eat that much, to lift that much. Like, he was really pushing his body like I, i'm not gonna get into the whole steroids things but like it's very obvious that the sport of jujitsu does not have a lot of drug testing nor does it have a you know guarantees that will be drug free so you know take that from that what you will but i think he put his body through a lot of stress you know drugs or no drugs in the past couple years to get as big and as strong as he has gotten and I think whatever his stomach and, you know, his, his situation is, that probably didn't help, you know? Getting in that kind of shape is past the point of getting healthy. And it puts your body under a lot of stress. I'm not a doctor. 
So I, no, that's I, what he, he was saying. He said that almost verbatim. He was like, in order for me to perform at that level against these people, I had to force myself to like get big in order to get to that weight. Mm-hmm. But my condition wouldn't allow me to do that. So I was basically putting myself at risk every camp I took since I've been with this diagnosis. Yeah. So. Yeah. Again, I ain't a doctor. But it is what it is. That shit is not healthy. You shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that to yourself if you can avoid it. Um I think that's it. Unless there's anything else you want to catch up on. Yep. I do have some I do I do want to introduce a new segment. Is there anything that you want to talk about for two minutes, uninterrupted, that you want to get off your chest, whether it be about boxing Twitter, boxing in general, MMA, any combat sport? Like is there is there any topic that you feel like you wanna you wanna you wanna talk about? We'll call it like final round or something. Still working on the name, guys. Don't kill me. I think I'm good this week. If you have okay. something, go ahead. Sure. I got something. Um, so I want to talk about the the way the way we think about weight classes in MMA. I think you know it's time to finally accept the fact that we need a weight class between 185 and 205, a weight class between 155 and 170, and in the UFC at least, um, we need an atom weight class, right? And I think that would solve a lot of the the issues we have with in-between fighters. I think that would solve a lot of the issues we have with fighters not knowing where to fight are, are really good fighters, you know, just simply not being big enough and being in the wrong sort of weight class at the wrong time. I think it would create movement in divisions that are being held up specifically because sometimes I think, you know, some of these guys for, for 185 and for 170 and for 155, it takes a lot out of them to even cut, right? Because you have these big weight jumps. And if you had a weight class in between that they could more naturally be at, we would see more turnover. We would see more fights. And I think MMA is at the point, specifically the UFC is at the point where they can afford to do this and they can afford to take these very, very big divisions where they have like 10 different people that could all be champion at any given time who are just waiting on the one guy to like take a fight once a year to create some turnover, right? If you had a 155 and a 165 division, I think it would do Connor really well. I think it would Cowboy would do really well. I think Masvidal would do really well. Like there's a bunch of fighters that I think were kind of, they're not elite in either one because they don't actually fit in either one. But if they had a weight class where they fit, it would it would be great. And we would see more turnover and, and we would really get farther in the sport. Now, I understand people are like, oh, no, boxing has too many belts. That's one of its big issues. We don't want to bring that to MMA. Sure, that's fine. I mean, you can say that. But boxing has too many belts, I argue, and too many weight divisions, I argue, because of all the different three-letter organizations. The UFC still, to a certain extent, has a monopsony or monopoly, whatever you want to call it, on the top-level fighters in the U.S. So adding those really wouldn't water down the product. That's my two minutes. Feel free to respond if you think I am, like, off-base here. Dang it. Now I can't hear you. I muted myself out of respect. Okay. I apologize. Um, I think that... 
the only thing that I disagreed with was I think Masvidal is firmly a welterweight now. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But like But you know, I I agree for the most part, like you got guys like Gilbert Burns who might do really well at one sixty five. That's what Tyron. You know, he Woodley, does really well at welterweight too. But, but you know. that's what you know. That's where Tyron Woodley and Colby Covington wrestled at in college. Mm. It's sixty-five, right? Like they would have been more mad. They would have been happier at sixty-five. That's what they were cutting to in, in, in college for fighting, anyways. Like there's a whole rack of people at one seventy that shouldn't be there, in my opinion. That will never beat Usman because they're just not big enough or strong enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Kiesa, Kiesa should be at 165. And I think for Connor, he's not, he's kind of, I think he's outgrown 55 to a certain extent, you know? Along with a couple other people in that division. There's just a huge weight jump there. And specifically 185 to 205, that's a huge weight gap in itself. Like, those, those things are leagues apart. Yeah, that's 20 pounds, right? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. That's what I'm saying. Because it's like, oh, I, I, I'm struggling to make 185, so let me go up to 205, where I'm unless you're 20. like Joel Romero or Polo <laughs> yeah. Costa, you probably walk around around that weight. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, I think it would be very interesting, because, like, you have log jams in a lot of these divisions, because a lot of these champs only takes fights once a year, maybe twice a year. Unless you're Izzy, who's like very active as a champ, it's hard, you know. And so, having more options for fighters, I think, would be a little better. But, eh, that's my that's my two minutes today. Uh, but yeah, this is just a segment we're trying out. I think Dave will probably have something next time, um, and we'll and we'll see how uh, we'll see how it works out, and may, and maybe add it and keep going. Yeah, I, I like that. All right. Um, unless there's anything else we want to wrap up with, this has been a nice short episode. So feel free to tell us where we were wrong, argue with us on Twitter, you know, rate and review us if you can. And as always, peace and love. See you next week.